Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here discussing the happenings of July 4th weekend, 1993, in the WWE. Jen, are you ready? You made a rhyme. I know. Because I was going to say WWF, because that's really what it was. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's like, all right, got to do WWE. I mean, it's really, kind of where they're at. I feel like this is WWF. Right. Like, yeah, I feel like it like, just, it just feels be. like a different thing. Even like the branding of some of the, the stuff is just like the same. You just, you know, you know what I mean? You're watching it and you're like, there's an F on there. I yeah. just know that there is. And it makes me feel differently. I agree. It's a nostalgic F. So we're here going over what's happening on the road to SummerSlam 1993. We have a Superstars to cover as well as a Monday Night Raw and the sprinkle of the event that did happen July 4th, 1993. The Stars and Stripes Challenge. Jen, are you ready? Yes. You look nervous. Like somehow maybe someone isn't going to slam Yokozuna? I'm worried about America. Okay. That's fair. I uh, I could see the worry and doubt that you're... What will the ramifications be if no one can slam Yokozuna? I don't imagine who possibly could. I feel like Yokozuna just, you know, then wins America if nobody can slam him. If there's no professional athletes. Right, like they that's just, fair. They, does he become the president? No, it just becomes like a, he's just the, a dictator. He just gets America. They're like, here you go. You have all of this. Mm. That's it. That, that, that was... That so Bill was Clinton's gone and gone. Yokozuna's in. As dictator, Everybody's though, gone. not... Yeah, yeah. So we're gone? All of us. We wouldn't even be here. He, he would have been in charge of everybody if nobody could slam him. But I'm feeling somebody might. I'm feeling there's an express that's going to get into town and help us out. Barry Horowitz. That's the thing. It's, I didn't see Barry Horowitz take a shot. I think he would have been able to do it. Shout out, Mr. You Horowitz. know, I don't think they showed us the whole the whole thing, the whole no. show. I don't think we saw the complete footage of this event. No. I think we only had part on Monday Night Raw. But we're trying something new here to spice up some of this just because, uh, at least for now, some of these, uh, these superstars are filled with a lot of uh, squash matches. So we are going to... I'm going to take you, Jen. And uh, I'm going to ask you to throw me into one of the ropes. Uh, throw me into one of the, the corners. Which one? Should we start with the cream of the crop? Should we do a, a match rundown? Yeah. All right. So we're just going to talk about the matches right now. We're not going to get into the, the uh, ton of the commentary because we'll save all of that. Yep. Are you going face first, like chest first, like Bret Hart into the turnbuckle? No, where I flip back. No, no, I'm going to go in. You know, I'm going to just get kind of get thrown, you know, so like it'd be ready. Then you just kind of slump. Like a halluva kick. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Let's get into the cream of the crop. Let's talk about the matches. Let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about what we saw. We saw our man, Marty Jannetty. Hold on. I just want to make sure you're on the right day this time. I think it's July 3rd, right? Yep. Got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. We are (laughs) in the Huntington Civic Center in Huntington, West Virginia. This was filmed a few weeks earlier, June 15th. So maybe we'll get some kind of recent people, which I feel like we do. We got our man, Marty Jannetty, defeating Tom Stone. Mm -hmm. Fairly long match. Um, A squash match, though. We got your man, Lex Luger, defeating Rich Myers. Same. Squash match. Steiner Brothers against Barry Horowitz and Brian Costello. Squash? Squash match. One, two, three kid against Reno Riggins. Squash we match. We get to see the one, two, three kid in a jobber match. As the not jobber. As That's the exciting. Not jobber. Exciting. But still a, a squash match. Bam Bam Bigelow 
against Rudy Gonzalez. Jen, what was this? Squash match. Adam Baum with our man Johnny Polo against Jay Sledge. Sledge. Right? What like a, a sledgehammer. Guys, another shocking squash <laughs> match. Almost all the commentary that we had would find a way to intersperse itself in these matches uh, to reference the upcoming Stars and Stripes Challenge or something having to do with the new champion, Yokozuna. So we're going to put a pin in that because we're still going through to see if we find a match that can rise to the top. On Monday Night Raw. I don't think it's here. I don't think it's in Superstars. I think it's in July. I don't think we left it back in June. I, I agree. July 5th on the Monday Night Raw, we had the following broadcasted matches. We had Mr. Perfect against Brian Costello was closed out our show. That was one minute. Like, you and I both thought this episode was over, and this match comes on, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. And yet it lasted longer than the Bam Bam Bigelow Joey Maggs match. Right, and I literally <laughs> said like, to you, what, I was like, yo, or something? I was like, yo, I like Bam Bam Bigelow matches, like, if he's facing someone, yeah, but otherwise I like, don't like, like, yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't care for him. You said you did not like Bam Bam Bigelow when you were younger. I was always, I, honestly, like, as a younger kid, I'm like, I'm 10, and I feel like he's a scary looking dude. Like, I feel like, I feel like similar to when I see, like, Ken Shamrock later on, where I'm like, he's like a real dude. Like, he's really gonna hurt somebody. Like, if I had to choose who was gonna really hurt somebody, I'd be like, Bam Bam Bigelow. Obviously, whatever Yokozuna is doing, he's not killing people. But also, when I do see him squash people, I feel like he's also killing people. So, I mean, but he doesn't, right? We know that's not real. But I see, I, like, I feel like Bam Bam Bigelow would take a cue stick, break it in half, and, like, jab you in the eye with it. Right? He's probably the nicest dude. But that's just what I felt as a kid. We watched his dark side, didn't we? Yeah, and I don't know how dark it really was. I think it was just, like, draw... I, well, no, nah, I'm not going to get into that, but... Yeah, it was pretty dark. Um, it was sad. Um, I liked him. I liked him when I was a kid. I did think he was scary, but I thought I, I. It was afraid. It was fun. I was afraid of Brian. He had tattoos on his head. It's true. Then there was two matches that were real matches, Jen. One of these is gonna be our match. I'm gonna pick. These are two matches that feature half of a tag team. They both feature half of one tag team, not the same tag team, but you know what well, I mean. Well, the Undertaker's not a tag team. No, but Samu is. True. We have Undertaker Samu, and we have one, two, three kid Blake Beverly. Yeah. I personally think the best match. No shade. Bring it. One, two, three kid Blake Beverly. I agree. I was like, this is a pretty good match. It was entertaining. We kind of like laughed about it as we were going back and forth, seeing uh, you know, young young Sean Waltman get some, get some tape. Shout out X Pac. Like it was a good match though. I was like, this is an entertaining. Yeah. Like I feel like if I was there. Would have been entertaining. It's introducing you to the one, two, three kid. His style's like I don't know. It's not like what you're used to seeing. It's fresh. Like he does a lot of high jump kicks, and he's very agile. And he looks like a little boy. He forgot his eyebrows. So it's a whole thing. But he always reminded me of like literally like the Karate Kid. Hence one, two, three kid. Right. Mm, Like I feel like it's like that thing. So you're like, oh, he's gonna do like karate. He does like some kicks and like he does some moves. But you know, you could tell. The best part is you're like, look, he's you know got no eyebrows because behind the scenes. uh, would you say it was Kurt Hanging that did that? I think so, yeah. 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 I, think, I think that's what I've heard. Um, took his uh, eyebrows from him. But I felt like this was somehow the best match, I guess. Like, the most enjoyable people that we know match that are not just jobbers that we know. I, I thought it was good. It was fairly entertaining. I forgot that Blake Beverly was still with us. I mean, maybe not with us, like, alive on the planet, but, like, Following still. The show. yeah. And I wonder if it's just because we took such a long break. 
yeah, like you I and I, so. and maybe because yeah. maybe it was there like a month ago. But um, yeah, just the, the the difference between Blake Beverly and the one two three kid was glaring. Yeah, a hundred percent. It was very entertaining. At one point, Bobby Heenan makes a comment about how he got like one two three kid got hit so hard out of the ring that his eyebrows fell off. <laughs> That, was yes, that was that was the best part. That, and was, that, the best was, part. that was the best comment. The best comment. We who wins? I mean, you didn't even say the one, two, three kid wins. Yeah, has to. The final match, which I think was the second best match on this rundown of a of a wild card, mm-hmm. is the Undertaker Samu. Only because we know who the people are, and it's the first time we're seeing the Undertaker again. Yeah, it was fun to see him again. He's apparently dealing with some problems having to do with his uh, urn. Being taken from him. And his friend. Paul Bear is not with him. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's He's a, alone. He has no urn. He has no friend. And he, you could tell it's taking a toll. It does seem. The Undertaker. I would say it does seem that he does have some of his power, but not all of his power. Maybe he's realizing that the power doesn't lie only within the urn, but some lies within himself as a man okay. and as a taker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come with it. I'm going to let you cook. That's, that's really all I had. Okay. I mean, because he does it. win. He does win. He does a lot of Undertaker sit ups. I should have. I should have. You should have counted those. It. We should count those. That that's something we should. Have. Whenever we see him, we should count how many times he sits up in, in a match. This is this is a sidebar. Yeah. Remember the other day, like maybe two weeks ago, you took like a three hour fucking nap on the couch. Uh huh. And you were like dead. You were just like assed out on the couch, and out of nowhere, I just hear Undertaker music, and Pat is just sitting up looking at me after, <laughs> like dead asleep for three hours. It was. Fucking hilarious. It was perfect. Well, that's true. That's what I do. (laughs) I rise up just like the dead man. Uh, It was our first time seeing him in a while. Yeah, I missed him. He fought uh, Samu. Afa was there. And of course he won. He was trying to pull out some new tricks. They saw him do a drop toe hold, which they had never seen him do before. He tried to jump over Samu uh, like a leapfrog, but that did not work out. And he ended up kneeing him in the head. So I don't know if he was supposed to knee him in the head or like what he was supposed to do. So that was like a move. And he also did something like I think outside the ring too. They're like, I, we've never seen. He's so agile now that he's back. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. It's I mean, like they're trying to just, you know, I don't know, make him. Hype move. him up to be out, out to be a new man. I don't know. But shout out. We love The Undertaker here at this podcast. He's probably, uh, I can argue one of the best wrestlers of all time, right? I can argue a place for him on on Mount Rushmore. So we love you. And uh, just this match was just uh, getting the ring rust off, so to speak. Yeah. Now, on the card that we didn't see, so I can't really comment how good these matches were or weren't, but they seem like I missed all of the good shit, which makes sense. Okay. A dark match was Barry Harwood's versus Phil Apollo. Like, I feel like... (laughs) Like, Actually, what are we I doing? I don't want to see that. Like, I, I want to see that. Like, Does Barry win, at of least? Of course. Okay. Because he's the face jobber, but, like, I no, kind of want to see that. No, I think he is a face jobber. I think he's a heel jobber. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to make... I don't know. He's the Horowitz. The Head Shrinkers. Okay. So he's pulling double duty. Defeated, That's why he definitely couldn't win. Defeated L.A. Gore and Russ Greenberg. Okay. 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 Great. So this was a card we didn't see. Bret Hart defeated Mr. Hughes by a DQ. So that urn is somewhere probably floating around. Whippleman's there. Who knows? I don't know. Okay. I don't know, but we missed that match. And there was... I'm upset that we missed a Bret Hart match. What are they fucking doing to us? There was a tag team championship match. 
the Steiner brothers defeated Money Inc. for the WWF Tag Team Championship. We don't get to see that? No. We got this other thing that... So I that, thought the Steiner brothers already had the championship. They're just... I mean, this is like the hot potato of championships. Well, that, that, <laughs> just throwing this thing back and so, forth. So to go into kind of... Uh, you know, now, now to veer a little bit, now that we've done the matches, to veer a little into the, the kind of cancel corner section... Your man, Vince McMahon, was talking to, to them specifically about how they kept losing uh, the, the titles back and forth, right? So they this this championship reign keeps getting canceled one way or the other. But I feel we've never seen the Steiners win it, right? No. That's a bummer. It just goes back and forth. It just, who even knows? I always liked them. We had about three different interviews this time, I believe. With Yokozuna, Fuji, and Vince McMahon in various different ways. So there was one on Raw, which ended up with McMahon trying to cancel Yokozuna for losing the Stars and Stripes Challenge. And them saying, well, we really don't care. We want any WWF, them being Mr. Fuji, we want any WWF superstar to come out here. And beat. Okay. And beat his Yokozuna. Crush answers the call. His Yokozuna. Crush answers the call. Okay. Um, let a lot of... BSK action going on. It was a, it was a lot for me. I was like, wow, okay, I kind of remember this as a kid, but also like I don't at all. I do I not remember, remember Crush Yokozuna at all. Yeah, but yeah. we're also we're also playing this Crush Doink angle, which was the angle going on on Superstars. Because on Superstars mm-hmm. next week they're gonna have a return match of Crush versus Doink. So he's like the guy that's somehow getting pushed in all of this. He's getting two different television matches on the same week. Pretty uh, pretty interesting for my man. So hopefully yeah. this works out well. Um, you know the thing is we do have hindsight. Yeah. So we do, we do. I, every time you see him, you're like, I wish he was the biker guy, and I'm like, I don't think the biker guy would have worked right now, but because it just wouldn't. They weren't there to make him a biker guy when they tried to make him a biker guy. But he's cool for the hot minute he comes back in. As a biker guy or as a heel when the purples. No, after the heel with the purples run, like he comes in, let's say in like '96. He's just with, like, a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, he's just there. They're like, oh, who's this guy? And you're like, oh. I think they even call him by his real name, right? Like, I don't even, they're not, I don't even think they're, like, Crush. Maybe. His name's Brian Adams. I think that's, but whatever they call them, he like comes the in. Singer. Yeah. I forget who he's with. Maybe with the Nation of Domination, he's affiliated with them in some way. I don't I know. I think he is. I think that's, like, what it is. He just, like, shows up and fights them because then he beefs with them later with the biker gang. I think it's like skull yeah, I think ball, he's I think like the one like white guy in the nation. When they're starting to get started, yeah. Very uh very interesting. But on the other side, on July third, going back in time a little bit, the other promo was Mr. Fuji and Yokozuna talking about how they were going to uh not be beat by anybody on the Stars and Stripes Challenge. They were gonna own America. Unbelievable. My favorite is the football players promos. Oh yeah. They are, well, we'll get to Stars and Stripes in one more second, because there is one more uh, promo that's cut that I think was important. So our man, Bret Hart, came back, gave his rousing speech, as if he's a uh, pre-Mel Gibson and Braveheart, like getting everybody ready. He's coming for his honor, his family's honor, everybody's honor. He doesn't care who it's going to be, he's going to get his title back. Like, he's been aggrieved, mm-hmm. which I think you've told me before in reading uh, different literature about the man that he feels he's aggrieved a lot yeah well so i am reading his book yep i am 
I'm still in like the 80s though, so I'm not really here yet. He's okay. not with the WWF yet, where okay. I am. But I did skip ahead, ooh, and I read a little bit about like um, WrestleMania 9. Okay. And I think we talked about this in the WrestleMania 9 thing, but yeah, he was pissed because, and I mean, I kind of think rightly so, like rightfully so, he Hulk Hogan just kind of runs in and grabs the title from Yokozuna and kind of, you know, it. The way that that went down was very sus. It was sus. It sucked for Brett, you know. It, and then he was told he was going to get the title back, right away. Right. Or, he, or so they say. Right. Like, so he says he was supposed to get the title back right away. Apparently, allegedly. Allegedly. And Hulk Hogan didn't want to drop it to him. Okay. Right, because he's another face, and he would get the bigger pop, and Hulk Hogan didn't want to do that, which um, isn't. It's alleged, but it's also unlike. I mean, it is. I mean, it is in it keeping with what we know. It seems about probable. Hogan, it right? seems probable at this point. Yeah. Which shout out to uh, to other to shout out to reality, right? Just just like how would you feel, Jen? You know, because you you just you said that, and I think it's important. I'm putting you on the spot here. Cool. But you are in like a horrific, not horrific. You're just in like a, you're in a car crash. You go into a ditch. Okay. You're in a ditch. I don't like that. And your car is jammed out. I don't like it. Let's say the airbags go off. You're kind of dazed a little bit and you look over and there's a hand, a bicep hand comes in and it's Hulk Hogan coming to take you out of the car. Yeah. Like, how would you feel? I would feel really grateful that anyone was helping me in that moment. Wouldn't. But really... it's Hulk Hogan specifically. Like, would your mind be completely blown? Would you be like, oh my God. I'd be like, wow, I, I guess I got a fucking concussion or something. Right. I, I don't know. Like, Hulk Hogan helped someone, like, last week. Oh, yes. That was in a yes! car accident. Yes! And helped pull them out of the car. Like, can you imagine, like, Hulk Hogan pulling you out of a car? Like, what? What? Yes, I forgot. I read that too. Like yeah. that is a bonker story, right? Yeah. Just, just you mentioned him, and I, I wanted to organically try a, to throw a that in. Python just coming in. Hey, brother. Yeah, <laughs> brother, are you right, brother? I'd be like Hulk Hogan's like, here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what is going fuck? on? What the fuck? I'd be like, nah. Obviously, I'm in Valhalla, right? I'm here at, at right. the end times. I made it. We have to go to battle. Hulk Hogan's helping me out. Let me ask you uh, a question. Okay. Now we're in the middle of the ring. We're squaring off. Me and you. Yeah. We, we got out of the cream of the crop. We're in the middle of the ring. We, we moved away from the cancel corner. Let me ask you a question. Was there a Shawn Michaels sighting this week? What's no. the sexy boy up to? I don't know. Took a week off. What's Vinny Vegas doing? Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Nowhere to be found. He doesn't need to be his bodyguard if he's not, if Shawn's not there. No bastion boogers. I mean, thank God. Like, but why do we get so many boogers in one weekend and then no boogers next weekend? It's true. Can't you just like... I mean, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it. I am. But can't we just sprinkle out the boogers? Like, these things, it's not like they're, it's not like all the superstars aren't pre-recorded. Where could these people be? Like, what are they up to? I know for a fact. Yeah, they are allowed to take time off. But I didn't see them at the Stars and Stripes Challenge, did you? Like, they weren't getting they ready They showed for that. us, like, just a small amount of people at the Stars and Stripes Challenge. And I am going to go out there and say, I don't think, I think Shawn Michaels is smart enough to know he can't lift Yokozuna. Okay. Okay. I don't think Diesel has been there long enough for Vince to let him slam Yokozuna, nor okay. do I know if he could. And I think we all know Bastion Booger could slam Yokozuna, and that would be a problem. A problem for, you know, the the push we're trying to do on Lex Luger. 
if Bastion Booger showed up and embarrassed everybody like that. I mean, if he showed up as a Friar Tuck gimmick, right? So, like, he went from the Boog back to the Tuck <laughs> and have just to show in. Them. He'd have to show up as, as the Boog. As the Boog. And, and what if he showed up in red, white, and blue as the Boog? Would that have been all right? Like the Boog outfit, but it's red, white, it's and blue? It's red, white, and blue, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less. So, what we did have on July 4th is we had the Stars and Stripes Challenge. Now, I remember seeing wrestling and knowing that this was going to be a thing as a kid. I remember. But I also remember, like, somehow you couldn't see it. Like, it wasn't, like, a thing that you could see. Like, it wasn't, like, on pay-per-view, I don't think, that you had to buy because they never said it. So I never would have asked him one for it. It wasn't, like... They never said it. I feel like I did see it on the news, though. Like, I feel like it was on our local news. that way, too. And they were, like, you know, they, they buried the lead that Lex Luger won. Now, I left this here because I don't know which which corner to kind of throw this in. Give the man, I'm going to go with giving the man his flowers, right? So in our four corners, we're not canceling anybody. We've done all the matches. We're not going to get into next week. I don't think week. there was anything cancelable. I will say I didn't... I got to pay better attention. I'm sure there was something. I'm sure there was some kind of there, comment. There was probably a couple things, but... Really, this was all about America, and it was all about promoting the Stars and Stripes Challenge, and it was all about yeah. apparently making Lex Luger, who we talked about the week before, a just straight heel. They turn him into a just immediate face. Like this is the mm-hmm. this is the most money I can recall anyone spending for a face turn. So we started with a bunch of regular professionals trying to body slam Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. Then we had a couple WWF superstars attempt. Tatanka mm-hmm. attempted Macho it. Macho Man. No, no, my, match is last. Oh, Tatanko okay. attempted yeah. it. Crush attempted it. At some point, we actually brought him a giant bowl of rice into the middle of the uh, ring, which I, I would imagine that you know would what? be gross. That's the cancelable part. That's like, what I was going to say. That was just really, like, cringy. You said it at the time. You were like, ah. It was so was... cringy. And then I'm like, oh, my God. That that man is in there eating that rice, knowing everyone's laughing at his weight. And, like, that's just so... Like, you know that was... I, I remember as a kid being like, something doesn't feel right about that like it felt bad at the time as a kid something felt bad about the entire gimmick like i didn't understand why the gimmick made me so like i don't like him because he seemed like a nice guy and i'm like he's just he did not seem like a nice i mean in real life you watch documentaries he seems like a great guy but he didn't seem like a nice guy he seemed like a tough guy but he didn't seem like a bad guy like he didn't seem like okay like, Bam Bam Bigelow seemed like he would just, like, I'd see him in the real world, and he would, like, break me in half, right? And he wouldn't, though, because you were a little kid, and he doesn't want to go to jail. Correct. But I'm like, when you when I saw Yokozuna, I wasn't like, this is like a, I was like, that's just like a really big dude. Like, yeah. I was never like, particularly like, this guy's just gonna, like, he's gonna fuck me up. Like, I was never really worried about him on that level. He's just a big dude. Yeah, and to think, like, now, I mean... I couldn't imagine now, like, they would never exploit someone's, like, weight like that. I mean, listen, there is, there are bigger dudes, right? That come no. out in little clothes. But you don't see them, like, eating in the middle of the ring, like a huge bowl of rice. Like, I want to tell you right now, if there was a sumo wrestler that was agile enough that wanted to be a wrestler, they definitely would bring them over if they wanted to do that. They definitely would do that. They would bring them a huge bowl of rice in the middle of the ring? They might do the whole thing. I don't know about I don't that think they would do that. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think because that was the part that was cringy about it to me. Like Okay. I just but they do that a couple of times with him like they have him eat like a huge thing of sushi and like you know, they said in the documentaries he was not like he was embarrassed. Like he didn't like that. Like who would? But he's getting money right now. And that's really the thing. You know, that's the other stuff we've but seen. But that was something that that, that yeah. we left 
back then. You know, we left that in the 90s. Oh, yeah. We oh, don't yeah. do that shit anymore. Rightfully so. Glad we don't. But I guess it's, that is the one thing that could be in Canada. It's extremely Warner. cheap heat, right? Yeah. It's just so, you're like, okay. Immediately you're like, oh, all right. I don't know how I feel about this, but whatever. It's and just I mean, tough. Back then, and I mean, it's on the same, I feel like it's kind of in the same vein as like, the bigger, like, raw girl that comes out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she seems to have... She seems like she just takes it all in stride. She's and I mean, she's there for... She's there because she wants to be there, it seems like, right? I don't know the person, so I... But, like, that one... That one episode where, like, Mr. Perfect... I don't know if we passed it yet or not, where he puts his, like, gum he's chewing in her mouth, and it's just so cringy. I feel this like, feels a lot like that. Well, I feel like that's coming because Mr. Perfect did in this one take his gum and put it around her glasses. I know. I think he did the gum in the mouth already, though. But yes, he did put it around her glasses. And for some reason, that didn't bother me as much because it's not as like there's something about putting something that was in your mouth and someone else. It's, it's very demeaning. Right. Unless she's into it. I don't know. We got to. Yeah. She gotta I mean, us. she she laughed about it. She wasn't like she didn't seem upset. Like she played it off like it was all in good fun. But I don't know. That was a little cringy. And. That kind of... Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm flying off the handle. I'm going over here. It's all right. A couple crunchy there. things, because really the main build-up and the whole thing about the Stars and Stripes Challenge is nobody can body slam Yoko Tuna. And Macho Man Randy Savage comes to America's aid, mm-hmm. as, as a, only a match as would. you would expect a match to do. He is going to try to do it when he's unsuccessful, and he's still yelling, he wants another chance. A helicopter appears in the distance. Out of that helicopter comes a man, I believe in snakeskin boots, Absolutely in jeans. Definitely in a t-shirt. Whitewash. Tight jeans. Walks up. Flexes at him. That man is Lex Luger. That man last week, as a child, and even as a watcher now, was the heel's heel. Even, not last week, wasn't he on Superstars? No, he wasn't on Superstars. Are you sure? 100% I don't think he was on Superstars. We would have uh, said it. I would like you to just say that, that, just recognize that you said 100%. I don't think. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think so. Unless there might have been a promo or something with him. I f- they did nothing to hype up this turn <sighs> to you. Oh yeah. He would. Oh no, you're right. No, no, you're right. He was. He was on there. He beat Rich Myers, and he was absolutely one hundred percent a heel at the time. A hundred percent a heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because I remember him being on there. But they do. You're wrong. You're wrong about them not. They do plant seeds. They plant little seeds. They stop with him taking off the um, protective plate arm guard thing. He doesn't even wear that anymore. Right? No. We don't talk about that. And like Vince will say like, oh, he really thinks a lot of himself. But then he'll also be like, he's a great athlete. And do those kind of things where he's starting to plant. Vinceism. That, yep. Yeah. Like when he showed up at Stars and Stripes. Vince just Vince. yelling, yes. Vince, Vince lost it. He yes. lost his dome. He just oh, relax. He's coming, yes. And I'm like, yeah. there was no like, what is he huh? doing here? Like, it was all just like Vince. I exploding. remember as a kid thinking like, oh, I want to know who's gonna do it. And then it's Lex Luger, and you're just like, huh? Like, I don't really know what it was about him that made me think he couldn't do it. I just didn't yeah. seem like it made sense. All the it theatrics didn't. that they had given you leading up to that point. Did you think... You always thought a good guy would do it. I thought it was going to be Hulk Hogan coming out of that. That's what I thought, too. Because he's been gone for a while now. Mm -hmm. You know, he's coming to get redemption. It would be the perfect timing. He's America, you know, all the Mm -hmm. things. Um, Eat your vitamins, do the whole thing. And it is... And I mean, I'm not disappointed. But it is not him. It is Lex Luger. It's Lex Luger. Equally as like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, what? 
He comes in. He flexes. He's got his mullet. He does his thing. Thick gold chain. You gotta rip that shirt right. He can't do it with the shirt on. No. I mean, I don't know. Rips his shirt off and he does like a, you know, just a simple little body slam with a little bit of help from Yokozuna pushing off his feet yeah. to help him get him up and over. So he do, he is successful. And we now have uh, the ultimate turn over the course of one weekend. We do have Lex Luger now as one of our faces, right? And he's one of the guys that's... Uh, well, he's going to be challenging now for the championship against Yokozuna. Not yet. We haven't announced that. But well, right we are we're already, plant, we're already planting seeds about SummerSlam. But we do have until the end of summer. Yes, we, that's the other thing. We've seen lots of promos thing. that they're telling us about how the event is so hot and so out of outrageous that they need to wait till the end of the summer. We've only seen two promos. We saw one Superstars, mm-hmm. one Raw. They, they're just started now. They're just so. starting. Well, because now, now we've, we've got two months. Of, we've got two months of buildup. And so Yokozuna needs to we pad don't have any his matches stats. Yet. No. I'm guessing we might have some sort of Lawler Brett match. That's what we're building towards. I don't know if that does that happen yet. I, I think don't it think ha- it happens. I think they just keep happening. Because there's remember then they have like a kiss my foot match. Mm-hmm. Well, no oh god, isn't this the Survivor Series that it's supposed to be Lawler and the Knights? Versus it's supposed to be Lawler and the Knights versus the Hearts. It's like Brett, all the hearts. Owen, and I think Bruce Nine and heart. Wayne. No, it's like his other brothers that like you've never. Oh yeah, that's Bruce right, and Wayne or Keith of... and Bru- it was and two of his older brothers. Right. So you're it was, right. no, you're right. Yeah, that. Now that I think about really it, it's like yeah, yeah, because they all come out and it's just kind of like you know ends up being Shawn Michaels and the Knights. And it's funny. It's yeah, it's Shawn Michaels and the Knights, which is weird because it goes from. Lawler coming out on Raw just obliterating the Stu and Helen. Yeah, Stu he's going to start I mean, doing that is, now. And that is cringe. It's so cringy. Oh, yes, we're going to get to a point That is cringe. cringe. To just like, Sean comes back that day and like makes comments about Brett's parents. And it's just so out of left field. Like the way they did it was just really weird. Well, they had to. I mean, off the field drama comes in and affects uh, affects the story. You know, I mean, you got to kind of do what you got to do. But it, it does really help when you're wa- when you're doing this looking for the what's next. It helps you kind of remember, oh, that's right. Bret Hart was supposed to feud with Lawler and, and ends up, Shawn Michaels ends up coming in. Over the top rope, well, out he, of left field. He was suspended for like a month or I think like six weeks or something. So he wasn't there for a while. So this what is I'm saying, we gotta, we gotta bring him in. But he comes with gotta... the Knights. Like, I feel like they could have made it make sense. But anyway, it's, it is what it is. It's actually a pretty good match. Decent enough match. And Bret Hart matches are always good. The weird thing about it, and Owen Hart matches are always good too. 100%. They know how to put on a match. It's like the only time you see Bret in shorts. Because they're all wearing the like shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, these? short singlet. Singlets. I'm like, yeah. what are those things called? Anyway, I digress. That's about all the canceling I would do. <laughs> yeah, that's the big cancelable thing is Yokozuna eating rice. Big I wonder old... how many people tried to slam him that we didn't get to see. <sighs> Depends on how long the event was. Probably. I mean, they, they did a good job cutting it, but I would say probably 20 people total, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like six superstars before Lex and then maybe like 14 other look at this celebrity you know blah 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 blah. you know it's probably an hour and a half event who knows who what kind of awards do we want to give out I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna give out I think probably at least two awards I'm gonna give out a welcome to the WWE Sean Waltman's eyebrows yeah. award oh uh, well also R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, that award goes to someone who has uh, 
made it in the locker room and then needs to lose their eyebrows. So we got two one, two, three kid matches. And as a kid, I remember kind of thinking, eh, but it's going to get better. It is. His, his in-ring work is going to get good really I quick. And he's going to have his run with Razor Ramon, which is fun. I remember as a kid being surprised at how entertaining I thought he was. I was like, wow, this kid's really good. Like, he's fun to watch. Like, I, even re-watching this match with him and um, Blake Beverly, I was like, okay. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm surprised at how entertained I am. Once he gets so. his rhythm and his cadence and he gets his, his you know, same three moves together, it But he really has that good. underdog feel always. where you're just like, nah really always because then you start to get x pocky towards the dx days and you're well, like when he oh, has the okay. european title or light i mean i love sean, title, sean yeah. we love Shout sean out, we love sean Walton. we love sean Walton. love him there's no there's no uh no shade no shade um but a little shade that's my because first award that's i want to give the are the uh the welcome the immemorial welcome to the wwe mm-hmm. you've lost your eyebrows award goes to yes. sean Walton. yeah yeah um I wonder if he shaved both or if he just shaved one and then, like, you have to shave the other one. Like, you're not going to walk around with one no, eyebrow like an that. asshole. Yeah. I, that's probably what happened. Um, I would like to give a double Nice Outfit Award. Two-time Nice Outfit Award. Well, okay. I'm going to give a runner-up and a first place. Okay. First place goes to Macho Man. And, I mean, it is faux pas because he wore the same outfit two days in a row. Is you, you're talking about his, his double duty outfit? Yeah, he wore it on a, on 4th of July and he wore it on the 5th of July. And it's his America Macho Pimp Tuxedo thing. Love it. Do we call it a tuxedo? He did have like a ball. It felt it. Felt it. it was his formal attire. His formal. When attending America. events for America. Yeah. He wears that. He wore it two days in a row. It was, mm-hmm. it was a little shocking. But it was so good. I, I, I get it. And the runner up goes to Bret Hart. <sighs> It's true. The Saskatoon Sunrise came out mm-hmm. with the black, all black jacket and the jeans living his life. And the black out. jeans and the black leather jacket. No pink. Nope. And he's, I was like, I'm here for it. He's letting you know what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm cool. I look cool. He gets the Saskatoon Sunrise Award. He Macho does. gets he the, uh, you know, d- d- double duty outfit award. Uh-huh. And I'm going to give one more award. I'm here. To the savior of America. Okay. Thank you for saving America. I'm going to give that award to Lex Luger because Lex Luger did uh-huh. fly in on the helicopter. Yep. Did flex. He did. His shirt exploded. It did. And he did body slam Yokozuna. Stars and Stripes Challenge. Mm-hmm. 1993. As far as I'm aware, there's only one Stars and Stripes Challenge. Mm-hmm. Way past time that they don't bring one out now. Yeah. Like, who, what are we doing? Who could we have them try and slam? <sighs> Like Braun Strowman or something. I was gonna be like he's that. big. I was dude. gonna be like the Bronson Reed dude's good big. Oh, Bronson Reed. Okay. Otis is big, but I feel like people have slammed him. It's yeah. just gotta be he's a not, new. He's big, but he's it's not gotta be a new big guy you haven't seen. So then you could just play it all up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like it has to be a new big guy you haven't seen. So I don't know exactly who, because I feel like everybody else has gotten everybody else up. Like I feel like I've seen somebody slam Bronson Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like maybe it's a different challenge maybe it's not a slam the big guy challenge maybe the stars and stripe challenge now could be something different like i think the intrepid's still there like triple h you, you need ideas we just told you right there yeah. stars and stripe challenge do it during fleet week i mean contact come on. our agent yeah contact us yeah. at we have more ideas at becky left the chat gmail.com well so. it's just becky left the chat at gmail.com becky left you the don't chat do an at before that you sure you don't yeah okay and maybe that's why we're not getting too many emails. 
We've talked about who might get canceled. We've talked about some awards, Jen, and we've talked about our match rundown. Anything else you want to add before we kind of put a bow on this July 4th America birthday, 1993? No. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday. Let's talk about what's coming next down the line. Okay. SummerSlam at the end of August. August 30th. We are getting a return match on Superstars. Doink versus Crush. Yes. We are getting a championship match on Raw. Crush versus Yokozuna. Crush is going to be busy. I feel like Crush earned these. I got very excited when Crush was talking to Yokozuna. Because it was like all the Hawaiians. I know. I did. I was like, yo, this is like a Hawaiian summit. This is pretty fun. He is Hawaiian, though. Yes, I'm pretty sure. But like 95% is earned. He's Hawaiian. I think they're all Hawaiian. Jen's doing some uh, crack research on the internet. <laughs> That's about all I know. I mean, I know that, you know, Vince McMahon was going in on Jerry Lawler, talking about how, uh, you know, what he did to Bret Hart was dastardly. So that I know, right? I do know that we did some dastardly things to Bret Hart by beating him up after he won the King of the Ring. I know that Bret Hart wants his revenge, and I think that there's going to be a Bret Hart feud down the line with Jerry Lawler, so we know that that's coming next. And is there anything else we know for sure? I mean, Steiner Brothers and and uh, Money Inc., right? Like It seems like maybe we'll get that televised somewhere, because they're the only tag teams right now that are vying for the title, right? They're going back and forth, Vince has told us. Yeah. That's about, about all I know. We're on a mission. Ooh. Well, in the cringe corner of the thing I remembered as a kid... So we, we talked about this. We're going to reserve this for special, special, special moments during our rewatch. So most of the things that we've talked about are extremely, you know, it's wrestling. We're fans. It's silly, right? But sometimes there's something so silly or so cringy, like so 90s cringe, like a lot of the stuff with Sonny, right? And when they're like throwing slop on people. In general, I'm like, that's kind of when the Godwins like slap people. I'm like, what, what are we, what are we doing? Like, I would, if somebody threw stuff on me like that, I would literally go and fight them. Right? Like I would fight them. It doesn't matter that we were in a match or weren't like you don't throw. Well, like, it's gross, but I don't know so if it's gross. like cringy, like how. No, but it's just stuff where you're like, it just kind of takes you out of the moment. takes you out of the whole thing. Men on a mission. We're doing these, uh. We're doing these rap songs to get to let us know that men on a mission are coming. Listen, Gold Dust, you're telling me Gold Dust? I'm talking about something that you're watching it as a kid, or whomever, or your significant other, whatever, they walk in and you have to try to explain what's on screen. It's like I, I can't explain what men on a mission is. You know, we're here now. I'm thinking about Gold Dust to be like, I can't explain what that is. You just have to watch Gold Dust. You either get it or you don't get it. <laughs> like that's it. You know? Like you get it or you don't. Like, if you can buy into the Hulk Hogan, if you can buy into a Bret Hart character, a Shawn Michaels character, and some people can't yeah, buy Yeah, but into Shawn it. Michaels even gets a little bit I was going to be like, cringe, sometimes like, you can't. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It got a little weird watching that with my dad after a while. I'm like, oh, he's going to, like, he's going to, like. Where it has those moments. But it's like gold like, dust. strip in, like, a way that's, like, not. Gold dust is always a moment where you're yeah. like, I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, that was a little weird, too, though. You know, and, like, Razor Ramon, when he's clothed, is cool. But then, like, Razor Ramon, when he comes out and he's, like, going to wrestle. And he just has the vest and the toothpick. Don't even. It's Razor a lot. Ramon is fucking cool. I don't even know what you're talking about. You Razor, just crossed the line here. No. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Like when my 
68-year-old grandpa would watch me watching Razor Ramon, and he would just be like, this is silly. You know, like Hulk Hogan, he can understand. Certain people can understand, but the toothpick in somebody's okay, face, you can't understand that. I'm sorry. So we understand Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. who's wearing the same amount of clothes as Razor Ramon. Because he's in the Rocky movies. We, we know what that is. Okay. Yeah. We understand Andre the Giant. Like, we get it. But, like... Okay, but, but once we add a toothpick and a fake Hispanic man into the mix, it's gone too far. I love Razor Ramon. I do, too. I do, too. Razor Ramon... He's one of my favorites. One of my all-time favorites. When yeah, we were watching sure. all this, I'm like, oh, I'll watch it because I love Razor Ramon. And it's it's sad that that uh, Razor Ramon kind of encapsulates the entire new generation, right? Because, like, once he leaves, that's really when it kind of starts to end, right? And we're starting to move towards the Attitude Era. But I love Razor Ramon. Like, he's my favorite whenever he's on the screen. But having said that, like, you know, my little brother and I, like, we know Razor Ramon. Like, my mom walked by. It's kind of like, like, what is this? Like, she remembered him because he popped off the screen. Oh, my God. My dad used to have a cup of toothpicks in the pantry, <laughs> like, in the cabinet. And I would just take all his toothpicks and just throw, like, he was in, like, we would just throw toothpicks at each other. It was, it was great. It was a vibe. Um, San Francisco. Okay. Is where Yokozuna was born. Okay. Fuji, I think, was from Hawaii. Also, he had a rachnophobia. Hmm. No problem with caskets, then. That wasn't the issue. It was spiders in the caskets. No, this is what it says about his personal life on Wikipedia. It says, you know, he's a member of uh, the Anawai family. Is that how you say that? All the people he's related to. has his children. And then it says he also suffered from arachnophobia. And claimed to devour 240 eggs, 12 pieces of chicken, and a bucket-sized portion of Japanese rice every day. That's the, that's the, the blip about him. He's claimed. That was a claim. A claim. It was a claim. Oh, yeah, it was a claim. Um, I get the arachnophobia, though, but it is funny to think about a big guy terrified of a little spider. Wow. And he's so good at acting. So surprised. I know. His eyes are so good. That's all I got for what's next. What do you got? I'm ready for SummerSlam. I'm ready. I'm not I ready for men on a mission. I think we're going to get Brett Jerry Lawler. I don't know for sure. I think we're going to get... You're not ready for men on a mission? Me neither. No, that was... No. All this started with the idea of the cringe, and I was like, yeah, yeah. men on a mission. Because you're like... like when they're it, we watching like, it, you're like... So you're like, even cheesy. as a 10-year-old, I thought this was cheesy. And I'm like, yeah, same. This as a cheesy. kid, I also thought this was Like, cheesy. I'm not going to go to my friends and be like, yo, I can't wait for men on a mission. Yeah, no. But you'd be like, yo, Bret Hart. We know Bret Hart. Right, we we know Shawn Michaels. Right, yo, Diesel's cool. Right, that guy's really cool. Diesel is cool. I feel so like especially when, that Royal Rumble, I mean, like that's awesome. Like, Diesel's cool, but then you know Razor Ramon's cool. He's but so you're like big that you're like men Whoa, on a mission. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, now men on a mission um missed the mark on the cool factor for me. And Goldust was just a vibe. I was like, I know what that vibe is, and I understand it. I think the coolest entrance that they do in the next X amount of time, in my opinion, the one that just gets nailed completely, is like Edge. And Edge and Christian. Oh. They're just like in the crowd. And you're like, what's this guy doing in the crowd? I'm like, I, I don't know. That's not for a while though. But yeah. That's not for a while. Well, probably 95, I would think. I don't know. 96, 97? I don't know. Because he's there with Gangrel for a while. I think it's not. I want to say 97. We're going to look it up though. You could be right. It could be 96. but I'm saying 97 and you're saying 95. So we'll see who's right. Bop-a-beep. I know you only have 5%. You can stop. Um, he was in a house show in 96, and he made his 
TV debut in 1997. Wow, okay. So there you go. I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when we get to the end of these. Jen? November, too. Late 97. Yeah, but that might have been his debut. But they might have started showing him on Raw's earlier than that. Actually, I don't even know if it's... Whatever, I'm not gonna... I don't even know if it was his first televised match. But yeah, he, he does have a match and he was doing house shows. Any, anywho. Yeah. Okay. I, we said a lot. Close the iPad. I think we said enough. I think we've said enough. And Guys, somehow also said nothing. And said nothing. Guys. Said nothing. At shootsandladderpod.com. Twitter. Hashtag. What do you... Okay. Tourette's. At shootsandladder on Twitter slash X. There's no dot com. There's no dot com. There's and no there's, hashtag. You're, you're putting things in that don't okay. exist. Shoots underscore N underscore ladders on Instagram. Maybe someday we'll use these platforms again. Follow us to find out. Yeah. Um, if yeah. See. If you could subscribe, like, rate, review, that would be amazing. Really helps. And we'd really appreciate it. Um, takes a couple moments out of your day and it's a big deal to us. We actually know you guys are listening, so yeah, communicate with us. Tell listen us what you want to hear. Yeah. Tell us if you like what you're hearing. Um, you can send an email to Becky left the chat at gmail.com. Jim, we're going to go watch and some, that's uh, where you send us your things. We're going to watch some football. We're going to watch maybe some more nineties wrestling. Who knows? We're out guys. Bye. Bye.